Hello, and welcome to this week's episode of the Conscious Expander Experience. It has been a while since I posted an episode. Um, so this is going to be me sharing my birth story. So that would be an explanation on why there hasn't been an episode. I was just spending the few weeks before birth, um, just preparing my mind, my body, my home for the arrival of our son. Um, yeah. And then I gave birth and I've just spent the last two weeks now. Today will be two weeks since I gave birth. Um, my son is actually laying here next to me. So let's hope that I can um, finish this episode out without any pauses, without any interruptions. Um, he is wide awake. So <laughs> um, yeah, this is just going to be a little TMI, my birth story. Um, for those of you that have been following along, I have just wrapped up my wild pregnancy journey. So I have spent the last um, 10 months being responsible for my own prenatal care and not um, surrendering to the medical system whatsoever for my care in pregnancy. No unnecessary ultrasounds, no glucose testing, no genetic testing, no cervical exams, no no vaginal exams, nothing like that. Um, I told my boyfriend, I'm so glad that I could spend, um, 10 months in pregnancy without any stranger's hands going in my vagina. Um, yeah. And then we were planning throughout the last, uh, 10 months and unassisted home birth. So that is going to be what I'm going to be talking about today. Um, so originally when I found out I was pregnant, um, I just kind of knew right off the bat that I wasn't going to be um, going into the medical industrial complex at all for birth. Um, I kind of knew ahead of the time that I was going to be planning a home birth. At first, I thought I was going to be um, hiring a midwife, but in my state in North Carolina, um, it is legal for a midwife to attend your birth, but they have to be, I think, some kind of special midwife, like a nurse midwife. I really didn't even look into it that much in detail because they, you also have to have approval from your OBGYN for the midwife to attend. And then there is, um, hoops that you have to jump through. You know, if you start to go over, there's going to be, um, finding the right midwife who will be comfortable with no cervical exams, no checks for dilation, anything like that. Um, as soon as I began looking into it, I realized it wasn't for me. So then we went the doula route. Um, I connected with this amazing doula here in North Carolina. She is about three hours from me. So I'd originally thought that she was going to attend our birth just for birth support. Um, but with her being three hours away, she said that wasn't something that she could do. Um, so then I just kind of decided, okay, we're doing this. I looked at my partner and I was like, just me and you, like we are going to do this. So I spent, um, so I ended up hiring that doula for pregnancy support, birth planning. So throughout the course of my pregnancy, I met with her twice. The first time at the beginning of my second trimester, the second time at the beginning of my third trimester where we did uh, birth planning, birth prep. Um, and then she was just on call throughout my birth too, just for any sort of like questions. Um, I think I texted her a few times and then gave her a phone call in my birth. Um, so I guess I'll get into it. Um, yeah. So I was... 40 weeks and four days whenever I went into labor. Um, 
So it was about 10 p.m. on a Wednesday night and I was going to bed and I felt a little crampy, but me and my partner had just had sex. So that's that's normal um, in pregnancy after um, sex, after orgasm to experience cramping like that. So I just fell asleep, had no trouble falling asleep, no trouble sleeping. And then I woke up at 1.30 in the morning. So yeah, like three hours later. And I was just experiencing like really sharp pains, (laughs) really sharp cramping. And it was every five minutes. So I guess I slept right through early labor and went straight into active labor. And so I just immediately started laboring because it was just consistently every five minutes. um, And then they just got closer and closer together. In total, I ended up laboring for 14 hours. (laughs) Um, So yeah, me and my partner, this all started at like two o'clock in the morning. It was about, I let it happen for like 30 minutes before I woke my partner up um, just to make sure it was like the real deal. um, Because he was still planning to go to work the next day. His his vacation time for our birth actually was supposed to start that next day. But then when the baby didn't come, he was like, I guess I'll go to work. But right on, Forrest was right on time. Um, Yeah. So I started laboring in the middle of the night. And so, yeah, we'll come up at 2 a.m. And yeah, contractions really just like every five minutes. So at this point, I'm thinking like, baby's probably going to come relatively soon. You know, I assumed it would be hours, but relatively soon since contractions were so close. Um, I did, I was aware that with first time moms, um, average labor time is within 12 to 24 hours usually. Um, but yeah, I just thought since I was at home, I could just listen to my body flow intuitively that it would happen quicker than that for me. So I had like three pretty much like main um, laboring stances, like laboring position. So I was like laying in bed on a heating pad um, because I was having like really bad back labor, which I anticipated because yeah, if you listen to my last pregnancy update in my third trimester, I just experienced um, really bad back pain. I was seeing the chiropractor every two weeks because it was just like excruciating. So I anticipated really bad back labor. Um, So I was laying in bed on a heating pad Um, then I would go to the toilet and labor on the toilet. For those of you that don't know, that is a great place to labor. Um, your body is set, is just set to release in that space. And also your positioning on the toilet is, is good for, um, allowing the baby to come down, come through. So I would go from the bed, laying on the heating pad, move to the toilet and then end up in the shower or the bath. And I just cycled through that, just following my body intuitively. Um, And I ended up doing that for like six, probably like eight hours. Yeah, it was about six, seven hours before my friend Kinsey got there. I texted my friend Kinsey. I didn't call her or anything um, because I had planned for my friend Kinsey to be there just for um, labor support just to have another woman there who had walked this path before me, who had given birth, who had went through labor, somebody to look me in the eyes and tell me that in the end, it's all going to be worth it. It's all going to be okay. Um, so I texted her and told her if you're reading this, I'm in labor. (laughs) And she ended up being there probably like eight or nine o'clock in the morning. So we had been laboring like six or seven hours by that point. Um, and 
yeah, so she immediately jumps in and she's, you know, performing Reiki and she is just um, like supporting me in any anything I need in anything. Um, and yeah, pretty much I did that for hours. <laughs> so it started at like, yeah, let's say 1.30. It was like 11.30 almost when, so it had been, what is that? 10 hours. And I was really just starting to lose my mind, guys. I'm not even kidding because I just really thought it would, I knew the average labor time was 12 to 24 hours, but, um, and I was anticipating pain. I was anticipating just excruciating pain. I had, it was pretty much everything that I had imagined it to be. I just did not anticipate it lasting that long. Um, so yeah, I'm like changing positions. I'm, um, you know, like doing different, I'm like changing positions and doing different like movements and stretches that I had learned to open up my, um, to just like open up my pelvis and allow the baby to move down, move through. Um, but yeah, around the eight, nine, 10 hour point, I just started to really lose my mind just because, well, we had really slept three hours and then we had been laboring just contractions steadily every five minutes or less for now 10 hours. So it was just like mentally exhausting. I'm physically exhausted. Um, I have like, you know, done this rotation of heating pad, toilet, bathtub, shower, like 50 times at this point. Um, and yeah, I'm just literally losing my mind because I'm like looking at my friend Kinsey and I'm like, I just don't know what else to do. Like I've pulled out all my bags of tricks, everything that I have in my bag of tricks and I don't know what else to do. And my friend Kinsey would tell me, Michaela, you're doing it. Like you're doing all you can do. We're just waiting on him. We're just waiting on his time. Like this is just how it goes. And so like we had um, known that, you know, one way to speed up labor, one way to like progress things is like, knowing about the physiological process of birth, the hormonal matrix that goes into facilitating birth. Um, oxytocin is a hormone that really speeds things up, moves things along. That is like a big hormone in, in facilitating the birth process. So that's the love hormone. That's the pleasure hormone. So at this point it was like 1130 and my friend Kenzie was like, do you want me to step out? Just give you guys some time. So me and Austin just spent some time, like just laying in bed, just like, you know, nuzzling each other, just like kissing, loving. Um, he actually, yeah, this is a TMI video. So he's like, or TMI podcast, right? You wouldn't listen to this if you weren't like down to hear every detail. So he started like just stimulating my nipples, just like kissing my breast, just like kissing my neck, just we were just really loving on each other. And I kid you not, it was like five minutes into that kid you not. And my water just like busts, just breaks just all over the bed. <laughs> so I'm like so excited at this point. Cause I'm like, Oh my gosh, it worked. You know, like we did it. It worked. Um, and so then we call my doula at this point and, um, we're like, Hey, my water just ruptured. Like my water just broke. It's literally all over the bed. Um, what, like what now? Like, that's a good sign. Right. You know? And she's, she told us that if at any point I felt called to push, like I could push at this point because, you know, water's broken. He's moved. I've been doing this for 10 hours at this point. Things are looking good. 
And my friend Kinsey being, you know, my wise woman, my woman that has walked before me, I was like so excited, tickled to death. Like I'm thinking like, okay, to be sure he's coming soon. And my friend Kinsey was like, Michaela, it could be another eight hours. Like you just need to be prepared to just keep flowing through this, to keep moving through, to keep changing positions. Like we're honoring his time. Like we're honoring this process. So it could be another eight hours. And it was another four hours before Forrest was born. He was born at 3.35 PM. And I just went right back into the changing positions. And towards the end, I spent most of the time in the bathtub. Um, And at this point, like I can barely stand up. I'm just experiencing like so much pain, so much back pain. Um, I know to like try to open up my pelvis, you know, hiking my leg up, try to, I knew to keep, try to keep in an upright position, but it was just so difficult for me. Um, cause I was just feeling such excruciating pain every time I did open up my pelvis. And I know for good reason, because he was moving down, but at this point, like I'm delirious. I am so tired. I am so frustrated. I'm just like emotional. I'm like, I just don't know why he's not coming. I'm like, he's just never coming. And Kinsey's like, Michaela, nobody has ever stayed pregnant forever. That's not true. Like he's definitely coming down. He's definitely moving through. Um, But yeah, I was just like absolutely delirious, just like absolutely crazy. And Kinsey was just such a like grounding force for me. She was such like a... such a comfort for me in that time. Um, because it was so funny. I would just go back and forth between being like, I literally cannot do this. Um, and then two minutes later be like, I can do this. It's okay. I can do this. Two minutes later, I cannot do this. I can't handle this anymore. I don't know what to do. And yeah. And then right back and forth, back and forth, back and forth until I just feel like I started pushing Um, I don't think I started pushing as soon as my water broke. I just like didn't really, um, I wasn't really feeling it, but I did feel like I pushed for like hours, not consecutively, not every contraction, but I was just so exasperated, so exhausted at this point that I'm like, get this baby out. I am pushing, you know, before when I'm like thinking about my birth and like planning my birth, I'm like, um, hopefully that I just, you know, can stay calm and my body just do its thing. And then my fetal ejection reflex will kick in and the baby will just shoot out. Um, not the case. (laughs) It was not the case because like, yeah, I just could not stay calm. Like I was just in excruciating pain. I was delirious. I was extremely frustrated that it was taking so long. Um, and yeah, so I was pushing not every contraction, but I was, I was pushing and yeah, towards the end, I'm just like laying in the bathtub and I'm trying to push with every contraction and Kinsey and Austin are like, just watching Austin's like, you know, on deck ready every push and I'm losing like the, um, I can't think of the word right now. It's the, the vernix. Like I'm like losing some of the vernix, you know, like the white mucus coming out and Austin's like, okay, this is good. This is what's surrounding the baby. Like we're getting closer. Um, clots of blood are coming out. So he's like, oh yeah, like it's, he's going to be here like any minute. This is perfect. Um, and so we, yeah, I'm just like continuing to push, like continuing to push yeah yeah um yeah and so i 
I am, am very frustrated at this point. And so Kinsey and, and Austin are just like so excited every time they see like just something coming out of me, right? I'm in the bath, I'm laying down, I'm just like losing it. Every time they see something coming out of me, they're excited. And I'm like, yeah, just kind of like not cool. So I'm like, that literally means nothing to me. Where's my baby? I don't care that blood clots are coming out. I don't care that, you know, Vernix is coming out. I, I don't care that any of this, I just want to see my baby and that's it. And I remember Kinsey being like, Michaela, like after you give birth, like this is just going to be nothing. Like this is going to be nothing. You're just not going to think anything of this. And I'm like, I don't, I remember looking at her and being like, Kinsey, I don't think that is true. I don't think that is true. Um, but then, yeah, I give birth at 3.35 PM after 14 hours of labor. And I remember looking up at her and I'm holding my baby and I'm like, oh my gosh, like that is so lame. All this was just so lame. Everything is perfect now. Like not, literally none of this means anything. Everything's fine. Um, but yeah, when he was coming out, it was hilarious. So Austin's like, okay, I think I see his head. Like I'm like pushing and Austin's like, I think I see his head. Hold on. Let me grab the babes. Yeah. So Austin goes, I, th I think I see his head. This is perfect. Um, you're doing good, baby. So I push on my next contraction, his head starts to come out and then the contraction ends. And Austin says the head just like sucks right back in, just like right back into my vagina. And so then he's like, Oh no, you know, we were so close. He's like, come on, baby. Like you can do it. You're so close. And yeah, on the next push, like Entire head comes out, shoulders come out. Austin's like got one hand on his head, one hand on his back. And then like he says that more baby just kept on coming. Forrest was 10 pounds and 21 inches and he was born. Um, this is obviously a rough estimate because we didn't purchase a baby scale. I was trying to keep everything baby like pretty minimal. So this is us measuring his weight by Austin stepping on the scale by himself. And then he picked up Forrest, you know, butt naked and then put him on a scale. And yeah, so it was 10 pounds exactly um, that Forrest was at birth. And then, um, yeah, so I gave birth to Forrest and then Austin, you know, catching his own baby. Um, he was absolutely a ginormous baby, had, you know, the worst cone head <laughs> at birth, um, had... Just like immediately when I saw Forrest, like immediately when I saw my baby, immediately when I held him, I'm like, I have just known this soul. I have known this baby for my entire life. It felt like, like we are not, this is not new to me. Like, I feel like I have just like known him forever. I feel like I was just like always meant to do this. Like me and Austin have both talked about this. Like it literally just felt like all three of us have been waiting absolute lifetimes to come together and be a family like this. It was just such a beautiful experience. So yeah, I give birth to Forrest. He comes out um, face up, head first, face up. So I'm assuming that's why I had such bad back, back labor, such excruciating back pain the entire time. Like that was really worse than the contractions was the pain that I felt in my back throughout the whole time. Um, and then as he's moving down, Austin said, literally for the last three hours, I'm screaming, oh, my freaking butthole, because <laughs> as he's coming down, like, it just hurts my tail. Like, it just hurts my tail so bad. Um, and yeah, I'm guessing it's because his spine, his back was just coming right down the back of my spine and my, my tailbone like that. So yeah. Um, and then so immediately he comes out and 
he latches like before I even get out of the bathtub, like he latches good. And yeah, I'm joking. I'm like, yeah, he's a 10 pound baby. So he came out ready to eat. Like he came out not, not struggling at all when it comes to eating. Um, and then, so then I'm like, oh, the placenta, Austin, go check our notes because yeah, we met with our doula, planned our birth, took, showed up with a notebook full of questions and took notes on everything that she said. So I'm like, go check our notes about the placenta. How long does it take to birth? Like what comes out, all this kind of stuff. So (laughs) um, he said, we check our notes. Yeah. Anywhere from 20 minutes to two hours, make sure you check the entire placenta to make sure there are no missing pieces, anything like that. So I'm like, oh, what am I going to do until it comes out? You know, I've got my baby in my arms and a cord and the placenta still inside me. Um, but we ended up having literally the most absolutely easy dreamy time. Um, by the time he comes back, reads me the notes, I sit with Forrest for maybe 10 minutes. And then I just kind of sit up into a butterfly squat, like knees spreaded and it just falls right out of me. Like I didn't have to push, didn't have to, all I did is open up my legs get into a butterfly squat and it just falls right out. And then, yeah, I just rinse it off in the bathtub. Um, Yeah, take off. um, I can't think of the name now. The sack. (laughs) The sack from around the placenta, you know, the one that Forrest was in. Um, And clean it off. And then we actually kept the cord attached and did a partial lotus birth. We kept his cord attached, I think, for maybe three days, maybe five. Oh, one, two, three, four. It was four days because, um, yeah, we have family breakfast every Sunday. He was born on a Thursday. We have family breakfast every Sunday. And my dad was just like very uncomfortable with the placenta, very uncomfortable with the cord. Um, He didn't want to meet Forrest until he was cordless, he said. Um, And yeah, I was just so excited for Forrest to meet my family. And Austin, my partner, was just really over having a cord attached. His cord was all dried up. Um, And, you know, with him being my partner, like I wanted to honor and respect his wishes. Um, I wanted to keep the placenta attached until it naturally fell off on its own, just for spiritual reasons. Um, I'm like, that's his placenta brother. What about their spiritual connection? Cause Austin's like, okay, Michaela, it's been three days. Like he's really gotten everything that he needs out of this placenta. And I knew that, you know, the cord was very dry. Um, but I was like, what about their spiritual connection? That's his placenta brother, but just honoring my partner's wishes. And I just really wanted Forrest to like meet all his family, meet my father. So we ended up, um, cutting the cord, the Saturday before we had family breakfast. So we ended up taking Forrest to family breakfast and meeting my family. And it was just so, so great. So beautiful. Um, but yeah, for those few days that his placenta was attached, that was me twice a day, um, salting his placenta, um, with pink Himalayan salt and also with herbs and just, yeah, washing, rinsing, salting, herbing to care for, care for the placenta, um, for those few days, um, that it was still attached. And yeah, I'm going to check my Instagram right now. Cause I had asked on my Instagram, if there were any questions, I'm just going to make sure that I covered everything. Um, how long was I in labor? 14 hours. Yep. Was it everything you were expecting? Yes, it was. It was exact. The experience was what I was expecting with the exception of the length of the experience. I was expecting a shorter time 
Um, but as far as like pain, um, as far as like his physical birth, things like that. Yeah, it was, it was, um, what I was expecting. Um, his presentation. Yeah. He came out head first face up, um, big old baby. Um, I think I pushed for hours. It was, I don't want to say it was the full four hours because my water broke at like 1135. And then, um, he was born at 335. I don't think I pushed for four full hours. It was on and off, but we'll say four hours to be close because I think that was uh, how it goes. Did your waters break? Yeah. All over the bed. That was great. And how did I know I was in labor? Yep. Waking up. And (laughs) it was just contractions every five minutes. So it was pretty obvious that I was in labor at that point after like 30 minutes straight of just like contractions every five minutes. I was like, yep. Um, at any point during the birth, did you have concerns if you were doing the right thing? I didn't have any concerns. I didn't feel like I was in danger. I didn't feel like anything was going wrong. Um, but I did have those like moments of just like complete exasperation where I'm just like crying and I'm just in so much pain. And I really did think like, why did I ever think that I was strong enough to do this? Because I knew that it was possible, right? Like I've seen so many, even like on the birth pages that I'm following on Instagram, like I've seen so many videos of women birthing naturally at home, like knew it was a hundred percent possible, knew what I knew about like biological, the process of birth and and everything. But in that moment of just like so much pain of exhaustion of, I really did think like, why did I ever think that I was strong enough to do this? Um, but then it would pass. And then the next minute I would be like, Oh, I can do this. I'm fine. Everything's perfect. Um, and it was just very difficult for me to like surrender to the process. Once I was like eight to 10 hours in, it was very difficult for me. Um, and then did it ever get scary? That's the last question. Um, no, never scary. Just just absolutely exasperating because with what I know about, you know, the physiological process of birth, I knew that there was no chance in hell that I would ever be like, even when I'm exasperated, even when I'm in so much pain, even when I'm like, this is just going on forever. I knew that the process that I was experiencing was exactly, it was birth. It was birth. And it was taking a long time, but I knew that was normal. And I knew contractions were coming exactly the way they were designed to. I was feeling pain in my back, but I knew that was back labor. Um, Never, ever was it scary. Like it felt dangerous. Um, And I knew that even when I felt like exasperated, when I felt like so much pain, like I would never think like, oh, somebody take me to a doctor because from what I know about birth and the hormonal matrix, just me stepping outside my home and going to the hospital, that would disrupt the hormonal matrix. That would send me into more like pumping adrenaline into like fight or flight. Like, oh my gosh, I got to get to the hospital. It would halt the process. Um, if I did get to the hospital, what can they do for me? What prescribe me pain meds? Those come with side effects. Those come with risks. And we're not given informed, we're not giving informed consent when we're offered these at the hospital. Yes, we're just in so much excruciating pain and we're just looking for anything because I know that feeling, okay? But I set myself up in a way where I could fulfill what my desires for birth and like I didn't have that option. But I know that feeling of like, please, somebody make this stop. Like somebody, please help me. And then we're given drugs and we're not given um 
like <laughs> we're not given information about the side effects and and how it can actually like halt labor, how it can slow down labor. So I knew that I would never want to go to the hospital and because I knew that it would one disrupt the hormonal matrix by putting me into fight or flight. I've got to get to the hospital. I got to I'm not I'm not safe. I got to get to the hospital. I'm going to be surrounded by strangers. I'm going to be shuffling around. I'm going to be feeling unsafe. Um what they would give me drugs for the pain, but that would really slow the process. I want the process to be done. I want to see my son. I want this to be over. So I knew that that was just a hundred percent, not an option for me. I knew that it wouldn't give me what I wanted, which was to see my son, which was, for, was it to speed it up, which was for him to come faster. I knew that anything that was offered to me at the hospital would actually hinder my progress, would slow it down. Um, while also coming with side effects, with risks that I wouldn't be informed of when being offered this these things. I did my research ahead of time, so I'm aware, but some women aren't. So yeah, that is my birth story. I gave birth to the most perfect son. Me and Austin look at him and we're like, oh my gosh, like I know we're biased, but I do not know how we could ever improve on this. Like we are so in love. Like I said, we feel like we have been all waiting lifetimes to be a family together. Um, this journey from maiden to mother is just beginning for me, but it just feels so natural, feels so comfortable. I'm just like so in love, so excited to just continue our journey together as a family. Um, thank you so much for your support. Um, in my wild pregnancy journey, thank you for supporting my family. Thank you for listening to this podcast. Um, yeah, that's all I have for you today. I am going to be back next week resuming um, our conscious conversations, our conscious content, our um, tips, our my experience, my gift to you um, on conscious living and conscious expansion. I am sending you so much love.